To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this, the festival of St. Michael and All Angels Day, is the reading from Revelation chapter 12, which you heard read before. I recall just these words. Then a war broke out in heaven. Michael and all his angels had to fight a war with the serpent. The serpent and its angels fought, but it was not strong enough, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The huge serpent was thrown down, that ancient snake named Devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, was thrown down to earth. Its angels were thrown down with it. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who rules and created all the angels, my beloved. <clears throat> the tradition in our church that goes way, way back to some of the ancient church fathers, they decided that <clears throat> it would be good to have various different seasons <clears throat> for the church year so that we could recount all the events in Jesus' life and preach the whole counsel of God. And so, as you heard me mention before, for the 52 Sundays out of the year, there's a different theme for every Sunday. Also, there are different uh, seasons of the church year. Uh, we're in the season of Pentecost, where the color on the altar is green. Be careful, time passes so quickly, pretty soon we're going to be in Advent, the color of blue, then transforming itself into the color of, of Christmas, which is white. So if we, here we are in the season of Pentecost, why am I not wearing green? Or why is there not green on the altar? And that is because we are celebrating the festival of St. Michael and all angels. And the color for that Sunday is white. The festival of St. Uh, Michael and all angels day is always set on September 29th. But September 29th only pops up on Sunday every six years. It's sort of like, you know, Christmas is always December 25th. Uh, but it can be any day of the week, dep depending upon what year, year you are in. So here we are, September 29th, on a Sunday. And so we celebrate the festival of St. Michael and All Angels. Now, St. Michael and All Angels Day is a day that uh, helps us uh, deal with some misconceptions and help, uh, helps us set the record straight regarding angels. Now, first of all, I'll uh, begin with a little disclaimer that I'm not against uh, some of you who have little collections of angel figurines in your curio cabinets. It's a nice hobby. And I'm not against the uh, artistic uh, uh, figures and designs on the uh, ceiling of the Sistine Chapel or on those nice uh, uh, angels depicted on your Christmas cards. But it's a day to promote more accuracy regarding angels, to talk about the history of the angels. Where did they come from? Who they are? What are they doing right now? What are they going to do in the future? I believe that a lot of tension, uh, attention in our world today is given to, uh, to angels. Picture them, have pictures of them in households, figurines, art, work of art. Because I believe that it gives some people, I hopefully not Lutherans, 
a feeling of religiosity and spirituality without having to deal with some of the more not-so-pleasant details of Holy Scripture. St. Michael and All Angels Day. First of all, uh, St. Michael is called the Archangel. You might say that's the head of all the angels. He's called the Archangel in the book of Jude. Actually, St. Uh, Michael, the, the Archangel, is only mentioned three places in Holy Scripture, the book of Daniel, which was read this morning, and the book of Revelation, and uh, the book of Jude, referred to as the Archangel. Kind of a myster uh, mysterious person. Uh, I have a statue of a depiction of uh, Michael, the Archangel, and I keep this in my office. As a continue, and, and, and Michael, you can, maybe you, some of you see it when you come up for communion or after worship, but uh, uh, Michael is depicted as an angel with his foot on the head of Satan and has a chain and a sword ready to do him in. And it's a reminder to me every day in my office that as bad as things can get in this world and all the battles that we can fight, the war has been won. Satan is destroyed. One little word can fell him, namely Jesus. Well, where do all the angels come from? Angels are creatures. That means they were created by God. Now, I think you all remember that God created the whole universe in six days. Scripture says that after those six days, on the seventh day, God rested. But in six days, God finished everything in heaven and on earth. Now, we know what God created on the first day. He created light. On the second day, he created the atmosphere. On the third day, he created land and vegetation. On the fourth day, he created the sun, moon, and stars. On the fifth day, he created fish and fowl. And on the sixth day, he created land animals and Adam and Eve. And then on the seventh day, he rested. And all the things in heaven on earth were finished in those six days, but it doesn't tell us on which day the angels were created. What are the angels? Well, they're certainly different from animals, and they're different from human beings. In fact, when God created the world, he created three creatures. He created animals, and he created angels, and he created humans, and they're all different. Animals are all physical. They have no eternal spirit. Angels are all spiritual. They have no body. Human beings have both a body and an eternal spirit. That makes human beings the crowning point of all God's creation. We should also mention, too, that when we go to heaven, we're not going to turn into an angel. Sometimes people say, oh, the person died and got his wings. Well, you don't turn into an angel when you get to heaven. You'll always be a human being just as you were created. Glorified body in heaven. What are the angels? Scripture says they are spirits sent to serve those who are going to receive salvation. Now, most of the time, uh, angels are invisible. But every once in a while, God would allow them to become visible to, to uh, convey a message. It's kind of interesting, though, that... Um, some of the descriptions of cherubim and seraphim in the Holy Scripture are not like those cute little angels on Christmas cards. In fact, if you take a look in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about the cherubim as having four faces. 
and four wings. In Isaiah, it talks about the angels of having six wings. The angels in uh, Ezekiel, uh, it says that they have um, feet that look like wheels. And the wheels are all covered with eyeballs. I think if you'd, if you'd actually paint a picture of what some of the description of the angels, cherubim and seraphim, are in Scripture, it might scare the kids. Even this depiction of Michael right here has two wings. Well, we don't know if angels have two wings because the ones in the Bible had four and some had six. The angels were created originally to praise God. Psalm 148. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, his entire heavenly army. And then there's a sad thing about angels because some of the angels fell from God's grace. They sinned. St. Peter tells us, God didn't spare angels who sinned. He threw them into hell where he has secured them with chains of darkness and is holding them for judgment. In fact, you know that's another reason why human beings are the crowning creature of God's creation. Because when angels fell, God didn't give them a second chance. He cast them right into hell. But when Adam and Eve fell into sin in the Garden of Eden, he gave them a second chance. I'll put hatred between you and the woman, devil. And one is coming who's going to crush your head when you strike his heel. Well, what do angels do? Well, originally they were created by God to praise him in heaven forever and ever. But after Adam and Eve fell into sin, their job description got changed. Now they had to serve as protectors and helpers and announcers and messengers and fighters. So many times God's angels protected God's people. Take a look at the book of 2 Kings, protecting God's people. It happened that night, the Lord's angel went out and killed 185,000 soldiers in the Assyrian camp. When the Judeans got up early in the morning, they saw all the corpses. God wanted to preserve his people, so an angel took care of the war. Many of you remember Daniel in the lion's den. God says that he sent an angel that kept the mouths of the lions closed during the night so they didn't harm him. Psalm 91 says he will put his angels in charge of you to protect you in all your ways. How many angels are here, you think, today? Scripture says there are 10,000 times 10,000. Do you have one sitting next to you every day? Probably a whole lot more. Who knows how many times angels protect us every day. I'm absolutely convinced when I take a look at my life from the times I can remember, there were times I probably should have died four times I can think of in my life. My wife, I think there are at least two specific times she should have died. Angels protecting us, a gift of God. Did you know that angels also helped Jesus, who is the creator? The creatures came to help the creator. Jesus was out in the wilderness there for 30 days, being tempted by the devil. After that, he says, uh, Then the devil left him, and angels came to take care of him. That's why it says in Holy Scripture that Jesus is low, became lower than the angels because his creatures had to help the Creator. Another time when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, remember sweating blood, uh, 
uh, remembering how soon he was going to die, suffering. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. And then Scripture talks today about a real fight that took place between the good angels and the evil angels. Revelation chapter, a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels to fight a war. When did that happen? When Jesus was crucified on the cross for you and me, he bore all of our sins being punished for you right there. How do we know that's when the that the war took place and how Jesus finally won? Because you look later on down in Revelation, it says they won the victory over him because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Jesus dying for you on the cross finally won the war. So as uh, Revelation also tells us, the devil can no longer accuse you of any sin. Any disobedience, any sin that you ever have committed in the past that you are committing right now or will commit in the future, God says it is all forgiven. The devil can no longer accuse you because all your sins are gone through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know that also today, the power of Satan is lessened every time somebody becomes a believer. Luke chapter 10, 70 disciples came back. They were happy. <clears throat> they said, even demons obey us, Jesus. Jesus said, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. When did he see Satan fall from heaven like lightning? When the disciples went out and preached the message, and every time there was a, a, a new believer, Satan's power was lessened. A couple of weeks, we're going to have a baptism here. Newborn baby. Kathy Clark's baby. Kabakas Jr., when I pour water on that baby's head in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, not only joy goes up in heaven, but the devil's power is lessened and weakened. Angels are also messengers. Gabriel foretold Mary, you're going to have a baby. Gabriel told Zacharias, you're going to have a son. Angels talk to the shepherds. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. The angel there on Easter morning said, He is not here. He has risen as he said. Angels, messengers in the past. So, what are the angels going to do in the future? Right now, they're protecting you, watching over you. You know the very last job in your life that an angel is going to perform, just like Lazarus in Holy Scripture, is to carry you into the arms of your Savior. What a comforting thought. You know, angels are actually working their way out of a job. Now they protect and they announce and they fight. But their last, their very last earthly job is going to be to help in judgment on Judgment Day. It says the angels will go out and separate the evil people from people who have God's approval, Matthew 13. Just think, in heaven, we won't need the angels anymore for protection because we will be eternally safe. 
we won't need any angels to fight for us because the entire battle and war has been done. Complete safety. No messengers, they won't have to carry out any messages anymore because we will see Jesus face to face. So what do you do with angels? Well, St. Paul says in Colossians, don't worship them, whatever you do. They're just creatures. Thank God for them. Spirits sent to serve you. But most of all, look forward to going home. Because there, angels are going to return to their original job, just praising God. And one day, we will be there alongside of them. Angels and saints, finally together for all eternity. Revelation, I heard every creature in heaven and on earth, under the earth and on the sea, every creature in those places was singing to the one who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise, honor, glory, and power forever and ever. Amen and amen.